YouTube podcast. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's episode, we will have Molly Elizabeth Taro joining us, and we're going to talk about the moon. I've came equipped, I have my moon jumper on. We have the lovely moon hang in the background as well. The moon and the tarot is all about the intuition, the subconscious mind, phases, flow, the divine feminine. I just, there's so much to the moon that's just, I've not even learned everything about it. I love working with the moon for my own manifestation practice. It's where I've seen the most success in terms of manifesting because it has just such an amazing time span between new moon to full moon and using it as those markers as we go along and yeah oh and here's molly now hi molly how are you i'm good how are you <laughs> so good for connecting i was just saying before it isn't alive unless you're taking a sip of your tea <laughs> like you need to always start by taking a sip of tea, what are you drinking today? <laughs> I'm drinking an after dinner tea. Oh. It's like, <laughs> sounds so silly saying it. It's like um, cinnamon and like cardamom and just mm. all warm. What about you? What's I'm drinking it? joy. <laughs> it's the pocket tea. I just <laughs> drank my emotions now. So <laughs> soaking in all that joy. I thought it was very fitting seeing as you're um all about empowerment <laughs> and such this really expansive energy i was like yeah that will that will suit my chat with molly <laughs> i'm honored because i was saying to myself today that i was like oh hannah's like just so joyful i was like everything she posts she's like yes oh so when you said you had the joy tea i was like that is on brand <laughs> yes it's always always on brand just living living life is me it's wonderful <laughs> how was your holiday to cornwall gorgeous i would rather have gone to budapest was that amazing yeah budapest was so good because my fiance he's from budapest so i was meeting all the family because i hadn't met his family because of the pandemic so we met just before it all like took off and that's him commenting there i'm loving the energies thanks <laughs> my number yeah. one support i, I just saw that and i was like thank you that's <laughs> <laughs> two glorious energies coming together i had such a nice time and i'm just settling back into reality today which is <laughs> nice it's nice when you have a job you love as well no <laughs> <Yeah. best. laughs> Um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on and joining me. I thought it was a great fit seeing as you host your moon circles to get you on for the moon episode. But let us start with some introductions. Would you like to tell the listeners a bit about yourself, your magic and the work that you do? Okay. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, I'm a tarot reader. That's like my main profession at the moment and I love it. I mainly do tarot for empowerment and healing. That's kind of my, my vibe with it. Like I'm not into the fortune. I do like doing a bit of the fortune telling aspect, but I really specialize in giving people their power back. That's kind of, that's my thing. But yeah, I'm into all spiritual i like practice lots of different spirituality 
techniques, things like that. And then, yeah, I've recently this year been hosting Moon Circle, which is gorgeous. You just like hold all of these women in this beautiful feminine space and everybody talks about their feelings and it's great. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's kind of, that's sort of where I'm at at the moment. Oh, thank you. I went to my first moon cycle, uh, cycle, moon, moon circle last month in person one. And it was just amazing. I don't know why I hadn't been to one before. It was always on my to do list, but I never got around to it. Then obviously, it's not like many things were open this past while and yet changed my life. So if you haven't gone to a moon circle, you should join Molly's moon circle or go to a moon circle because they're great. They're fantastic. (laughs) They are much more than talking about your feelings as well. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. the way that you like spiritually connect with the divine, with everyone else. And that's just, there's something about that doing it as a collective that's even more powerful, doing it in a circle. And it's just good because I think sometimes when you're on a spiritual path, you can feel quite alone. And then when you join with other people in community, you're like, oh my God, I'm not a weirdo. I'm like, we're, we're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to have that check in because there's me- sometimes that I- I'm like, okay, am I just like going totally bonkers? I've said this before in the podcast, so it's really nice to have the community, whether it's online, offline, so you can check in and not feel like you're going bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I completely, completely agree. It's yeah, it's the way forwards in life. It's because no one talks about this stuff in society, and it's not normal to like explore your feelings or talk about weird things. So when people can get together and actually have authentic conversation, I think it's just so healing for everyone. Because they're like, oh my god, I'm human, and you're human, and we're in this together. Wait, what? You know, <laughs> we don't need to pretend all the time. We can undo, unlearn that. And I was thinking about this today actually a little bit we were watching sex education the Mm -hmm. third series that's came out and it took me back to school and I was like it's funny because school is this place where my personal experience was I was starting to learn how to pretend to fit in so you you'd keep yourself safe and then it got me thinking I'm like well now you need to then go and do the work to unlearn and the likes of moon circles or working with your spirituality or with myself the tarot's really helped me unlearn things and see things from different points of view because similarly to yourself I don't specialize in fortune telling it is more empowered decisions and writing our own futures and using the energies of the present moment to get there as well um, and I just found tarot which has been my framework and I love it and I love sharing it with others and connecting to other tarot readers because I don't often, I didn't often do that before I started the lives and the podcast. So it's been such a marvellous, marvellous experience. How did you get started in your spiritual journey or your journey with the tarot? I'd love to know. I'd love to know about it. Um, So with the tarot, when I was at uni, a girl, it's so mad. Whenever I say this story, I'm like, this sounds crazy, but it's true. She handed me this tarot deck and she was like, I feel like you can do it. And then I did it. I took the cards. I had no idea what they meant. And I was like, oh, it looks like you're struggling with money at the moment. And that's something to do with your parents. La, la, la. And they were just like, that's right. Like, how did you know that? And I was like, I don't know. It just, 
<laughs> it just <laughs> so that's how I found tarot and then I eventually I got given a deck by one of my best friends so it all just very much was like tarot is the path for you because yeah they gave me a deck and then I just started doing readings for free and then they would just always be spot on and then you know years down the line I was like oh my god I'm an intuitive like this is a thing that I can do this isn't just because I at the beginning I was like oh it's just very lucky <laughs> it wasn't on the job list at school at the careers fair there wasn't a tarot reader there this wasn't something I knew to do <laughs> with spirituality I started the tarot before but like I wasn't spiritual and I had my spiritual awakening because I have this this eye condition where my eyes swell up and I look like Quasimodo and um, it was when I was at drama school and I was in the middle of a show and I, I didn't have time to go to hospital and the, with the eye condition when I'd had it previously it was so bad that it would be resistant to antibiotics and I couldn't go and my friend gave me this Louise Hay book about like healing the body and I like said this affirmation for the eyes like I see with eyes of love I said it like 10 times and I wrote it out and then the next morning I woke up and my eyes had healed themselves and I was like what the I was like what the fuck is this this is amazing so then after that I bought the book the Louise Hay book and I just got and then that was it it was another spiritual book and then another spiritual book and yeah it's a healthy addiction <laughs> to an extent yeah <laughs> always wanting always wanting more of it wow what an experience especially with the affirmations do you still practice affirmations now to do yeah still in your practice yeah i used to when i was starting out because i like needed them because i like really really was very insecure and all of that but now I tried to like just use energy like joy or like high vibing energy and then when I'm trying to manifest or like heal I'll like focus on the feeling if that makes sense but yeah I still do use affirmations do you use affirmations yes from time to time see if I'm ever in a funk and I mean this past two years it seems to have been like a constant funk that I think I'm out of then I'm like oh hi we're back again okay and if I'm ever in like the funkiest part of the funk, then I'll write down the affirmations. I've got like a little whiteboard that sits beside me where I do the online readings. Oh. And if I have something that I'm trying to tap into or go towards, I'll write it down. So what do I have here? I can do hard things and um, something about connection. I cannot read my own writing <laughs> from before I left to Budapest. And it really helps because then I won't notice the affirmations are there, some time passes, and then I'm like, oh, look, I feel like I'm kind of past that. It's magical in its own sort of sense. I really, I really enjoy about affirmations. And is there any particular spiritual truth you, you wish more people, more folk knew about? Yeah. My most passionate one that trauma is the gateway to healing mm. um, and pain and trauma and just all of the bad shit is actually really fucking good like i my life is just full of it all and i've learned through so much of it just high extreme that is actually the algorithm for success and self-love and all the good stuff and i think when people get into spirituality they're like love life and that's what I thought when I first started. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be happy for the rest of my life. 
sad again and then I've really cure the sadness <laughs> yeah it's not like that it's more like it gives you a toolbox for how to work with those darker times but if we knew that the darkness was just as good and beneficial for us as the light then I think we'd all feel a lot better so that's kind yeah. of and it's very talking about being on brand it's very on brand with the moon as well <laughs> the, the shadow side intuition look at us just flowing because of the flowy episode just like sailing on through and I think that's entirely true as well with facing traumas and and these things not that we necessarily want to wish them upon ourselves when you have gone through the different experiences you can then also know from from the past that there is something to to come from this it's not just going to be hopelessness darkness for forever forever and ever we can come out and and learn from learn from the trauma and work through the trauma whether that is with a therapist or whether that is through your spiritual practice or through working with a tarot reader any of these things are, are ways through it. and I love your reels your reels are amazing at sharing some of these truths in these like really fun ways <laughs> I'm loving them the content creation that you make <laughs> thank you it's thank you. I really appreciate that sometimes I'm sure you know when you're out there making content you put it out there and you just have no idea received you're just like I'm just gonna do something that's me and then you just know it's always like a a surprise isn't it yeah thank you that's very kind you're so welcome it is and I'm just starting to come out of a place where I was I didn't know where it came from but I was really afraid of being seen which is something you kind of need to do if you're on the internet <laughs> and that is your way of expressing and I enjoy it but I was breaking through different barriers of being seen and I think that one of the things that helped me was just knowing that I just channel and you know if that resonates with one people or if that resonates with 10 people fabulous if it resonates with more good but it's the mind kind of jumps to or my mind jumped automatically to success being in numbers and I'm like it's not it's just about going and expressing yourself having fun with it as well which is something that I've been connecting to more the past few months intuitively as fun <laughs> because sometimes we can forget to have fun and that's really helped with um channeling things to just you know bring some love and joy into the into the collective because that's just what naturally comes and flows to me and um Molly what is what is the moon card to you what does it what does it mean? So when I read it for my clients, it's for me mainly about the subconscious and the unconscious and like what's going on beneath the surface. Um, and it's kind of about that sort of thing that's always been there kind of coming up and like being illuminated, like the moon is shining kind of mystical moonlight on that thing and I feel like some people find the moon card kind of scary because it's this confrontation of the darkness but if you think about it in a productive way and you're like okay this is like my subconscious fears like rising to the surface to be released you can kind of twist it in a more positive way but yeah that's kind of what I think about when I think of the moon card 
Yeah, no, definitely. And anytime the moon card comes out for me, I'll like automatically reach for like the monology deck as well. I'm just like, oh, the <laughs> monology deck. It's like my favorite deck. And I'm like, any excuse to use it. I'm like, oh, this is kind of related to the moon. I'm like, oh, snappity snap, snap. <laughs> Do you know, let's pull, let's pull a card. I'm going to pull a card from the deck and see what comes out just because I feel called to. I'll do it. Let's go. Imagine if we got wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> so I have my card here. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, okay, I've got it. Okay, are you going first? Oh, you go one, two, three. <laughs> See what we have. One, two, three. Woo! So I have what you need to release. So that Ooh. is the, the waning moon, which I always have ties to that inner winter, what Molly was talking about, about releasing into the ether. And which one which one's that? I've got yeah. out of your comfort zone, which is Ooh. the mode, which I feel was kind of like you what you were just talking about. Yeah, see, we're just, just... <laughs> reading all the cards oh that's so exciting as well um i hopefully fingers crossed will be going to lapland again for this christmas season if everything is up and running and it's just one of these places that i've been so called to and on the topic of the moon obviously this this card is lapland to me it's all snowy and magical but it's a time that in Finland, that high up, there's like no sunlight, no daylight. So I get really acquainted with the moon. And when I first um, started working with the moon, it was two years ago, like really properly started manifesting with the moon. And even going there, I was like, oh, I get to, you know, look at the moon like all day, every day near enough because the sun only from a part a date in december like the sun officially does not rise like it looks like it's going to get light and but the sun doesn't um go above the the horizon and then it just goes like blub, 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 blub. and it's such a magical place such a magical place that um i felt drawn to through originally it was like my fool's journey the leap of faith and it's just developed and evolved and i've met so many lovely people um, and yeah, so that's 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 more for my cards. Do you have anything else you want to expand on your card or this well, card? Out of your comfort zone. I feel like it matches really well with yours because I feel like autumn especially is just such a time of like release and surrender and just letting things kind of just fall away and like, you know, leave. And I feel like stepping out of your comfort zone is like that kind of like aftermath of that. It's kind of like let the old dissolve, like let what no longer serves you dissolve, release all these old thinking, these old limitations, and then like step out of your comfort zone, like step into the new, like step into the truth that empowers you more than the truth that you go to day, day to day, you know? And I feel like that is a really like potent thing at the moment, you know? where like the collective things in the collective are just very like up in the air all the time it calls us to be more grounded in us and have a center in us so that we can feel stable in this like mm. time 
I love that about being more more grounded as well. A hundred percent. Um, in terms of great, what do you do in your practice to ground yourself that other people could <laughs> borrow if they need it? <laughs> I'm all I'm all fire and water, so I'm re- grounding is like one of my weaknesses. Um, I think I get in my body. That's a really good thing for me is to like get move my body. I'm like in it because like my chakras up here are always very, very active. So I have a tendency to be like up here and sort of like swimming around, like thinking lots of things and being like, (laughs) so get in my body, move, like move is a really good way for me to ground. Or I do like that thing with your sacral chakra where you kind of imagine roots coming Mm. out. Or when I go in the woods actually, and I like try to connect to the earth energy because I'm not the most connected to that. So I try and think of like that. You. Oh yeah, my favourite thing is putting my feet literally in the earth. I started doing that in between readings. If I had a lot of readings in one day, I'd like go to the bottom of the garden and just like shove my feet in the, in the ground. <laughs> just like patter around, read, read my book. Um, And yeah, I think also sometimes eating kind of helps. See, when I'm doing a lot of tarot readings, I sometimes forget to, not that I forget to eat, but I eat less because then I'm connected to like everything else a bit more. So putting some food in my tummy really helps me. And meditation, funnily enough, a grounding meditation really helps me come back to, come back to my body. And I'm like, oh, she she returns, she returns. Yeah, breath. Just breathing or just having awareness of breath is a real game changer, isn't it? Oh. A real simple, like, oh, life isn't, yeah, it's a good one. I know, because sometimes I can forget that I'm, like, not breathing. Like, for a while, I realised my breath is so shallow in and out that it's pretty much, like, flatline. So I'm like, fill up my body with the air that I need to survive. <laughs> and then it just kind of, like, returns your mind back to a nice place. And then you can, you know, tap into your intuition and stuff. <laughs> and back to the moon and, and the intuition. How, when did you, know, oh, you were talking about you knowing that you're an intuitive person. Um, but yeah, do you have any tips for others as to how they can connect with their intuition and like strengthen it through your expertise? yeah no I love that um yeah intuition is for everyone isn't it like everyone just thinks that like certain people are like psychic not it's not at all like that it's an openness you know and it's a muscle like it is something I think like since I've become a proper tarot reader and I've been doing a lot more readings and I'm like doing it for work my intuition like my relationship with has completely changed but I feel like the best place to start especially if you're a beginner is to work with that feeling and asking questions I mean I feel like everybody feels intuition in different parts of the body mine is definitely more in the sacral chakra it's definitely in like the lower part and if I tried to be more intuitive up here I think my ego would just be like I'm I'm your intuition I made a video about like yes that is a thing that you have to be careful with because I always ask questions my intuition and I always feel my ego just creeping in. So that's something to be cautious of. But yeah, I feel it's like going down into that lower area, into that sacral area and just sort of talking to it. As mad as that sounds, it's a really good way to connect. And just like sort of when someone asks you to do something or asks you a question before you 
race in with like your automated response trying to get yourself out of that automated way and actually thinking like does this feel right like what am i it's i think it's a feeling and it's really about not to like your brain that wants to determine everything right away and i think your intuition will always try and lead you on the more bizarre path if that makes sense like the ego will be like keep it safe like let's keep it consistent like let's stay in this lane whereas i feel like your intuition is like gonna be like do this really gonna fucking scare you but and you're like oh i don't want to listen to you but that's do you know what i mean that's a good way to kind of sense the difference between them but i think it's just practice i think it's it's checking in with yourself and it sounds so simple to check in with yourself but I don't think we are, no one really ever tells you, like, every day, wake up and say, like, how are you? Because we don't. We're sort of kind of in this capitalist society where we're just ignoring all our body signals, our mind, everything. We're like, I've got to go. I've got to. So I feel like it's it's checking in. Checking in is so important, especially that is the thing because of where we live and both yourself and I live slightly differently because we're tapping into our intuition on a daily basis. But if you are just in that rat race and doing the same thing over and over again, which is absolutely fine, but just taking the time to slow down and listen so, to, to your body, to the feelings, the signs, the signals. It's listening, isn't it? That's it. Because I think the thing is, we don't listen. I don't want to listen to myself or my body at like anywhere near to the level that I need to and I think that's it it's allowing there to be a quiet enough moment which again quite difficult in modern society and quiet enough moment and listen and you should hear and then I think if you can't like meditating is a really good way because when you're in that sort of like slow down zen state really cool stuff comes in yeah it really does and I get in a meditative state if I do a long drive so I used to live down in Banbury just outside Oxford and I drive up to Glasgow and that's when I discovered the magic of like a longer drive not everyone can just jump in their car and go for a long drive and it'd probably be hard to do at the moment seeing as I came home to a petrol shortage what the heck <laughs> and um um, yeah, there's different things that you might do that may feel unusual to you that you get the downloads or you hear the whispers. And when I know it's my intuition is it's usually something that comes up a couple of times. It's not this impulsive, like, I must do this now. Like you were saying, don't text your ex. Most of the time, if you have this impulse to text your ex, <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably not your intuition. <laughs> I felt really weird about posting that, but I really, really felt my intuition for the last two or three days being like, you need to put a message about not text, like telling someone not to text their ex because I felt like more than like one person was like thinking, I felt like they were in that weird state where they're like, life's weird. I should text my ex, you know? Yeah. We've all been there. I mean, hard life. I know and it can and it can feel like a safer space that's the ego coming back out like even if they did you know it didn't work out something obviously happened that didn't work out but it's a safe space your mind knows it you know what you'd be getting for the most part so you kind of like can wander off there and we can be tricked as well something that's came up for me 
recently or just before I took my my holiday was people dreaming about exes but that often can actually be just yourself and your mind releasing them from your yeah. from yourself and moving moving on rather than it being an indicator or a sign and um, I mean I love signs I'm a big um a big lover of signs but that's just one to be careful of <laughs> the exes during Mercury retrograde which is yeah. a phrase I really struggle to say funnily right. enough yeah. communication being off <laughs> it's a mouthful i get it no that is it was of mercury retrograde you know likes to shake things up doesn't it mm-hmm. and yes so let me ask a question so has the moon taught you any particular lessons throughout your time working with her any what lessons did you say Just- any lessons like anything you've learned from the moon or working with the moon doing your circles um yeah oh my goodness so many um sorry i thought you said protective lessons (laughs) it's okay i'm like in full-on scottish mode i need to like be like no it's good it's good (laughs) the moon the moon is a beautiful thing isn't it i think what i love about it's like got that little bit of mystery it's got that kind of like hidden what's like you know because the sun is like boom a beam of light source of light and the moon's kind of more like but yeah i feel like circle has taught me a lot about as i said beginning that when you often feel alive like about something that's really personal because that's what happens going through a circle like you're really alone and really personal and when you hold a circle and connect with others you really realize you're just human and I feel like that's one of the most important things for when you're going through something really hard or you're dealing with really really dark heavy things is knowing that actually that's really normal because it doesn't feel like something bad happens I'm sure you feel it with your clients and sometimes you go to those really dark places with them and they start crying and they start thinking oh my god you know I've got this dark thing and I'm like oh my god I don't have any judgment because that's life and I feel like connecting with others it really helps to like see the beauty in that and I think that is another thing about the moon and like cycles the cycle of the moon how women are like that's a cycle and are like you know like we literally our menstrual cycles are connected to the moon that's so fucking cool (laughs) that's my favorite thing i'm just like see when i noticed that or realized that truth i was just like i know (laughs) that everything in life is a cycle i think there's something so refreshingly freeing about that about how everything you know that the new and the full moon like it climaxes and then it releases and like you know because when you're having a really good moment you really want to hold on to that you know it's temporary and when you're having a really bad moment you're like oh this is the worst when will it end and i think there's something quite beautiful about the cycle and embracing the cycle of life and the cycle of the moon and like the temporariness of it yeah yeah for sure and it also makes it easier to navigate navigate through life as well knowing that things are temporary and enjoying things when they're good and then when they're bad 
knowing that things will pass through, even if it's a bloody long cycle, yeah. <laughs> as I've experienced myself. It's just like, right, okay, time's a ticking. I'm ready for. I'm ready for the next, the next part. There's nothing more annoying, is it, than waiting for your period to come and it just doesn't come, and you're like, where are you? I don't feel good. My hormones, not. my friends, no mood. Yeah, the moon is. It's a very mystical, spiritual thing, I think. And yeah. I just think that it is quite an intuitive thing. And one thing I love about that, like, I don't get it as much anymore. But before I was like, I was kind of spiritual, but I wasn't as like, where I'm at now. And I used to go crazy at the moment, you know? I used to have that kind of like, werewolf sort of. <laughs> I kind of got why they have that thing about werewolves because I get so angry and like I'd always come on my period on the full moon and be like screaming at people wild woman I quite like that aspect not in myself but I like <laughs> I quite like it when women are just raw and wild because we've been conditioned to be the complete opposite of that so I quite like that unveiling of a woman and like the climax you know I'm like oh yeah yeah and the wild women I'm actually reading wild feminine at the moment I've just started reading it and um, what are your what have you learned about the wild women and yourself and in others it's something that I love peeling back the layers because I'm like why is this not a thing why are we not just all out and living our best feminine lives well we we know we know the history and all that but I'm like right it's time to get out <laughs> get out <laughs> I know, I know. It's because we're all you know, we're all raised in this male gaze. Like everyone's raised in it, and no one, you know, no one's putting the gaze on anyone. We're all we're all in the male gaze together. Yeah, old women. Yeah, I think that's one of my favourite things. That's something I think I discovered in my breakups. Like my breakups are such pivotal moments in my early twenties, and I feel like when that you get that like loss. And there's no, there's no one there, and no one cares, and you're just alone. You're kind of free to actually be who you really are, and you're sort of so upset that you're like, do you know what? I actually don't care. When everything's good, you care because you want to keep everything good. You want to keep everything. You're like this is good. Everything's good. I want to keep it all. Like don't touch anything. When everything's shit, you're like, I don't care. I will wear pajamas out of the house. I will eat ice cream for breakfast. Like, I don't care. And I think in that essence, in that dark space, is like a moment where like this kind of raw part of you that isn't trying to please people, which we're all conditioned to do all the time, comes out and takes the space. And I think that's quite a magical thing to witness. And you're like, oh, actually, I want to go and... Yeah, what, like this year, this is so funny. I had like this thing where I just got really angry at loads of men in my life, like three of them. They'd all let me down. And it was pouring with rain. <laughs> and I was like running in the streets with this pouring rain and I was just screaming. And I really needed to do it. I was like, yeah. oh, I just need to do this. <laughs> it's like something out of a movie with the, with the rain coming down, just like oh, letting out the emotion. <laughs> But it's how we feel. Like, this is how, this is the thing. It's like, because we're women, we're not like 
meant to we're meant to do the right thing and be like a nice girl and everyone's sort of got this like good girl thing kind of like as a block I guess and I feel like people do get angry and upset people do need to like run around and scream and play people do need to be wild because at the end of the day we're humans like we just need to express and play and have pleasure and like I feel like the wild woman is kind of not she's moving as a man she's moving from her center from her core and doing what serves her rather than being like serving someone else does that make sense because like women are sort of more conditioned to think of everyone else and serving how can I serve this person and please and I feel like that's the most beautiful thing about the wild woman is it's like it's going to be about me now do you know what I mean and it never really is you know it's all about the look or you know the way to be and the correct thing to say and not to upset and tiptoeing and all of that so I do love them no I was just I was just thinking there what you're saying about the people pleasing and it is this this thing that we put on and it's something I've been working through for years and I feel like I've came on leaps and bounds throughout my life but it always comes back round and the observation I've made recently is when I'm in like my ovulation stage and everything you know is fine and dandy and it's like oh bad times what are those like whatever um it's all fine and I could maybe have a bit more confrontation not in more in the sense of being able to solve things or if you know if something's been bothering me being able to speak about things freely and resolve conflict rather than start conflict for the sake of conflict but then when I get to towards the end of my cycle where I struggle it's just like it's so hard I think I've achieved something and I have I've moved on from the people pleasing but then it's like this safety mechanism that comes back on when I feel like I'm in a time where I can't necessarily express my full self or it's like I don't want to be too emotional or I don't want to be too this or too that and I know logically that I shouldn't be doing that which makes it kind of harder now having that in my mind to make sure I don't dip into the shame side of things but it's okay to express express yourself how you are when you are you don't need to wait for these times but I always it's something that comes back around in cycles for me that I work through at different times um, in my life. And it always comes around to visit me in a different way each time as well. And that's part of the showing up more online has helped me um, step away from people pleasing because subconsciously I was worried about what people think or would people like this? And it's like, nah, just put it on out there and just enjoy yourself, get creative and have fun and tap into these other emotions that are, are around it. What's been your experience with people pleasing? Oh, I'm an addict. What can I say? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, I'm very like codependent in that way that I feel like everyone's happiness is my responsibility. And I think with my experience, like growing up at school, like I bullied quite badly and I felt so sad as a little teenager. And I think I felt so dark that I had that thing that if I'm sensing anyone's feeling at all that I'm like, I can't let them feel this and I can't inflict this and I can't. So I have to. But yeah, I'm getting better with it. I've really become aware of it this year. Like I always knew I was a people pleaser. 
And I was like, yeah, I'm just one of those people pleasers and it's not great. And like now I've been like started to realize that I have like no boundaries because of it. So I've like really very slowly learned to be like, it's okay for me to like not, I'm not this person's responsibility for happiness, but I'm still, I'm still very much like a work in progress. You know what I mean? Like it's still something I'm working on and trying to be more aware of. And I understand it's a very, like, so many of us are like it, such a common thing, but you're so right about posting on Instagram as well. Like I started making videos like comedy videos cause I'm an actor as well on my personal account. And when I first posted, like the first four I posted, I would spend like two hours just being like, <laughs> being like, everybody hates me and there's this and there's a, and like all of that. And um, now I'm like, you know what? Like, as you said, if it helps one person, I've done my job for today. Like that's all that matters. Yeah, it's so true. I'm sorry you had to go through that in the tougher times throughout your life. And I can really... It's something I didn't actually realise till you were saying. I think I've had in a different guise a similar similar thing because I have gone through phases in my life being rather awkward or not really having much to say. That anytime I feel that somebody else is in that position or they're feeling a kind just being an empath in general, it's a term I'm trying to stick away from because it's causing me more of a hindrance. However, um, being sensitive to other people's energies naturally, I feel like I have this responsibility like you to be like, to yes. hold them. And it's a great trait that I can make people feel safe and make them feel at home. But I do need to check myself, check in with myself to make sure that I'm keeping... Um, myself safe as well because if we're not safe and we're not looking after ourselves we can't look after other people need to make sure that cup is that cup is overflowing yeah. <laughs> all that watery that's... good good stuff no that is For something sure. learning I think I've learned that more since being a tarot reader is that when you get so drained because I'm sure you've had it before when you read too much and you get like a big energy drain and I've started learning that I'm like I can't be a good nice person and I can't give what I want to give to people unless I do have those boundaries and I do give to myself and I do learn to say no because otherwise you get bitter about it and then you can't give in that beautiful authentic loving way because then you're like mm. and then you're like that's not a good way to give that's not the place I want to give it from you know yeah and you need to save something for yourself as well we don't need to be constantly giving and giving and giving because something within the divine feminine that we have been conditioned in this people pleasing is also to be the like to give and give and give and you need to make sure that you are tapped into that flow otherwise you'll just run yourself dry and then when you go around to set the boundaries which we're talking about people get upset when they can't get from you what they're used to getting um, and it can throw you off balance a little bit when you um when you're at that low point and you just need something given to you but you've not set those boundaries in place for these times if you know what i mean I do. boundaries is a good one especially tying into the people pleasing and saying no i think i saw you post about that as well about that it's okay to say say no i think that's the first place to start if you feel that you're a people pleaser is saying no no not today <laughs> I say yes before 
I've asked myself. I'd say I've done it three times this week already, maybe even four. Then like someone's like, yeah. And then afterwards I'm like, why did you not even think? You should have just had one. It takes a second, Mole. Just take <laughs> yeah. It's a good practice to learn and then not to feel guilty about it because we're not, you know, not everyone is our responsibility. Like we are our own responsibility and you're actually helping other people by something not being available then they're less dependent on you so then you're actually helping them out and it's the same sometimes you know when you want something from someone and they say no and you're like oh, i really need to oh that's a moment for me to give to christ so it all karmically itself and works out it really does and one of my best friends she was on the podcast in the lovers episode rhiannon she taught me some so many amazing things but one of the best things she ever taught me was about boundaries and we have such an amazing relationship together that we did live together for for a spell that's actually how we know each other she was my landlady <laughs> and we lived in the same house and she just was really open that if she didn't have the space or the time in the nicest way possible we'd just say no and we would have that honesty and having that in a relationship was a game changer for me to see that this is possible. And I've now taken that into lots of, like pretty much all my close relationships. It's fine to practice saying no, like if you aren't there. And you know, if somebody is really in need of help or emotional support, then we can make that known to the other person, but it's still not, we always say no obligations. No obligations, do you wanna do this, but no obligations. <laughs> no. And it's been, so nice to be able to be held in that space and it is within mainly um, female friendships that I have that with and the the flow of the energy exchange is much better when we know that we can say no and it is a safe space as well to be able to express ourselves in the way we want to um, which is really really beautiful it's so nice to have that and be able to experience that within my my female community and with your learnings of the divine feminine tying the moon to the feminine is there anything else that you've learned about the moon or the divine feminine that you wish to share that we've not spoken about yet um i've recently started i don't know how relevant this is but i've recently started yoni steaming which i quite oh. talk to me about it i've never done it i'm interested I've been using it to like help more physically than emotionally. Um, and it genuinely really does help. Um, and then I've, um, yeah, basically you just like, you can get, you can get it quite cheap though. Cause I always thought you have to spend like 60 or 70 pounds and I got my seat for like 10 pounds and you just put it on your toilet and then you get like, you just put boiling water, obviously not too much. And then like herbs. And I, one of my yeah. friends like, hand picks the herbs for you she like asks you all of the questions about your cycle and your period and then she like prescribes the right herbs so i did it with herbs the other day but i think you can do it without because i was doing it as well but it's just really i really like that i really like that because i feel like there's a lot of intuition there and the more spiritual i get the more i'm like i think that's where my intuition is at but I'm not good enough to channel there because I like do know a medium that channels that way. And it sounds really, really cool. But I've also been doing working with my womb a lot more, which I have found 
so powerful and amazing that just so much like someone was saying to me the other day like the womb is literally like the center of everything for women and I was like yeah why don't we know that like it kind of is it's all the center all created death and we literally have our womb cycle which well it's not a womb cycle it's a menstrual cycle but it's in the womb is how we feel every day right it's all dependent on the menstrual cycle yeah yeah and it's something that most of us aren't tapped into like i love talking about womb space menstrual cycles and all these things and the book that got me started on the womb space was love your lady landscape by lisa lister it's a goodie <laughs> that's a lot of l's <laughs> <laughs> lots of l's but honestly that book just like changed my perspective and i think that's then how i got onto the moon actually my moon business so that was 2017, 18, I want to say I came across that. And then that was like, you know, like a, a rabbit hole in itself, which was amazing to, to understand. But yeah, back to the yoni steaming. Is there a particular time in your cycle you're meant to do it? Or can you do it throughout your cycle? You're not meant to do it when you bleed. It, I think it could be dangerous because maybe there's like a risk of infection or it's just not... Yeah. Right before you bleed, I think is the best time because that's if you had cramps or any issues with your period. Because obviously, most women have like symptoms. Um, it's really good for like alleviating period symptoms. So, right before you start is when you're meant to do it. But I think you can do it at other points in your cycle. Yeah, yeah. I'll need to give it a go and see see what I think. Because it is more emotionally I suffer, but you never know. It's worth always trying these different tools and mm. things out to see what works for you and, and whatnot. But Molly, it's been so nice to have you on. Is there anything else you want to share with listeners before we round up about the moon or intuition, shadow self? Oh, wow. There's such a broad... <laughs> Isn't it? There's just so much to tackle. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for having me and that you have a beautiful, bright, sunshiny energy. And it's been really gorgeous to chat and connect with you. And just this whole time we've been talking, I've just been thinking about, it's so nice to talk and connect with people that like you don't normally connect with because then your conversations go to different places. And in those places, sparks different, more unusual thoughts. So it's been really, really lovely. So thank you. You're so welcome and thank you. You literally shine like the sun that's just pictured beside you, like on your your big tapestry. I love it. My tarot tapestry. <laughs> you reader. My, my big all, all about the tapestry. <laughs> big old son but thank you so much for coming on molly it was an honor to host you here and take you from the online space where i see you most days and be able to have a have a chat with you and we spoke about all things moon and i loved it it was so good and i hope everyone else enjoyed it too but until next time sending you so much love molly everyone else so much love as well Mwah. <laughs> love Thanks for me. Yeah. Bye bye.